Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burnt with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. Praise God for his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. If we have any first-time guests in the house, we want to encourage you to fill out the connect card, this little green lime sheet that you received today. We'd like very much to reach out to you in the near future. Amen? And just invite you back, say thank you for being here today, and we'll acknowledge you a little bit further in the, into the service. And there's even a gift for first-time guests with us today, first-time visitors. Amen? I got a few announcements, but I'll wait on those. Amen? And uh, make them a little bit later. It's a good day. Amen. Amen. It is a tremendous day. It is a phenomenal day. The Word of God says this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. On this beautiful, hot summer day in Central Florida. Amen. We get it year-round, don't we? Especially during the summer, huh? Blessed and highly favored, but even more so blessed when it comes to sun and heat. Amen? But uh, we learn how to manage all of that. I'm thankful to God for air conditioning. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Before that, fans. Thank you, Jesus. Before that, an open window and a lovely breeze. Amen. You know, we take our, we take our, com our comforts for granted, but they are plentiful, the comforts that we experience in this age. Um, Jesus is teaching here. Uh, he's really told a series of parables in this uh, Matthew text, and he is, uh, this is one of the few instances that he goes on and to explain, to interpret the parable. First he tells it, you know, about the sower of the good seed and, uh, and how somebody's, you know, slipped in, sneaked in and sowed, you know, seeds that uh, would, uh, would bring up weeds and how, you know, they both grew up and there was a recommendation not to whack it, not to de-weed it. Not to use your weed whacker, amen, or your weed eater, uh, because they said if, we, if you do that, you may do damage to the weed itself. So he said, let the weeds and the wheat 
uh, in the King James, it says the wheat and the tares, the weeds, grow up together. And uh, he says, in the King James Version, it says, and I'll come with my winnowing fan. I'll make the separation. I'm the judge. Amen. I'm the one with the definitive ability to make, to make the differentiate the difference between that which is good and that which is evil, that which is godly, that which is ungodly. Those who know God, those who do not know God, because he said these seeds, uh, you know, they represent us, the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. I told you you were seeds. You know, earlier in this sermon series, Seeds for Needs, one of the first messages was about our being seeds. We're seeds. We're producing something, whether we realize it or not. Amen. And God is going to judge what we produce. He is going to judge how we flourish and thrive and, you know, whether we're alive or dead. Amen. And believe it or not, if you do not know Jesus Christ for the free pardon of your sin, I don't care how vibrant, how beautiful, how successful, how prosperous, how influential, how affluent you are. Amen. You know, if you don't know him, you are dead. You're dead men and women walking. And so, you know, we don't need to delude ourselves. And Jesus Christ is clear about this. He's trying to help us understand the makeup of the kingdom of God. This is instructional. These are, this are, these are guiding principles, a guiding understanding of the makeup of the kingdom. The kingdom is made up of a people. Amen. And he's planted us in the earth to make a difference to allow our lights to shine, to be salt and light in the earth, to be influential, if you will. Amen. And he also says that there is evil. Amen, somebody. You know, folk want to try to blame God for everything that's manifesting in the world, but uh, God says that there is an evil presence, Satan, the devil, the enemy, uh, the, the author of darkness. He has come in. And he's planted seeds. He's very subtle, savvy, you know, sneaky, tricky. Amen. He's, he operates, you know, in camouflage, incognito. Amen, somebody. So he comes in, and he's come in to infiltrate and to saturate the world with some influences that are counter to Jesus Christ. Amen. And it started with Adam and Eve by getting them to succumb uh, to his temptation, getting them to second-guess God, amen, to, to not trust in him, uh, to believe that he had some ulterior motive. And that's what the enemy tries to do. He, he tries to uh, make, make us believe that God has some ulterior motive, that he's some, you know, just bad owner, bad landlord, somebody that's got a bully back beating you down. That's not God, but the enemy would have you be deceived that God is somehow withholding something from you. God has set up this process to fully mature us and develop us so that he can bequeath us even more. Do you believe that? I don't think y'all hearing me. Y'all, you would be excited and celebrating about the possibility of being bequeathed even more. Are you hearing me? Somebody ought to be celebrating then. You know, because he's given us 
a whole lot already, but he's going to give us a whole lot more. Somebody ought to celebrate that. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But the enemy knows what's in store, and he wants to deter us uh, from, 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 from being the inheritors of what all God wants to give us. He wants to ward our progress. He's like a spiritual suicide bomber. Amen? He's going to blow himself up, but he's going to take as many people as he can with him. Amen? Spiritual suicide bomber. You get the imagery? In other words, it is his desire to take out a piece of the planet and take out as many folk as he can. Amen? And some folk are so delusional, so, uh, you know, aloof, so indifferent to the presence of evil. You know, if you do a survey, surveys have been done, and there are folk who believe that uh, there is a God, <clears throat> but there's a high percentage of people who do not believe there is a devil. <clears throat> if we believe there's a God, we don't believe there's no Satan, no. In other words, they're discounting and devaluing uh, the presence and the existence of evil. Somebody say, evil is real. Amen. I don't know if it's ever been on your heels, but evil is real. Amen. Terrorism, you know, just, just, uh, just the, the uh, countercultural, uh, uh, you know, events and activities, school shootings, rape, molestation, pedophilia, you know, evil is real. Murder, you know, a judicial system set up to try to bring that in check and bring people into accountability for their actions. Evil is real. Theft and, you know, chicanery. <laughs> Have mercy, Lord. Schemers and, you know, evil is real. Amen. There are folk who will take your money. Amen. And, and, and don't care about anything about investing your money. They're pocketing their money in the Ponzi schemes of life. Evil is real. Amen. So, so we, we need to know that evil is real. There are folk who don't care if you get the best benefit of what, out what they're offering, they're selling you something, and they're selling you something that's a bad bill of goods. Amen. They could care less about, you know, you having a quality product. They're just producing something. Evil is real. Folk who will pollute and contaminate, folk who will allow people to die because to sell a product, evil is real. Amen, somebody. Intentional, on purpose, actions. And evil is not only real, evil is aggressive. It's assertive. Amen. It's coming at us hard and strong. Amen. I've been on the planet long enough to see the, the aggressive uh, product, you know, uh, incremental increase of the presence of evil and its acceptance. Amen, somebody. You know, at one time, a G-rated movie was really a G-rated movie. Amen. You don't have to worry about something popping up in the scene that was dangerous and detrimental to the mindset of your child watching the movie. Now, you know, they're mixing all our superheroes up with their themes. Amen. I tried to watch Supergirl. I had to turn it off. Amen. I'm like, we can't watch Supergirl no more. <laughs> Amen. It used to be healthy and wholesome. Now there's these themes and intermingling and this intertwining of evil in the midst of what is supposed to be healthy and wholesome and, 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 and you know, and, and, and unharmful. Amen, somebody. But evil is aggressive. 
Amen. It wants rights. <laughs> Amen. It protests. I mean, it's, it's involved and invested in its being established and not only established but respected. Evil is real. Amen. Now, what is our response in relationship to evil is the issue here. Evil is slick and it's, and it's, and it's sneaky. It, it infiltrates. There is the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good are, and the way I use the term right now, the good is the saved. The bad, you know, you, know, you can be good, but the bad, the unsaved, the ugly, that's the pretenders. Amen, somebody. Those are the folk, they look like they might be saved, but they ain't really saved. Amen, somebody. See, I've been around long enough to see some of that, too. Right there up in the church, in the church house, where folk claiming to know Jesus, claiming to love Jesus, but they have this religious rule and routine and, you know, this process that going through. And the way you can tell it, the way it comes out is in pride and in ego and in territorialism. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. See, when we're in Christ, we're humble. We're not haughty, arrogant, conceited. Amen. We don't have to have our own way. You know, we're not easily offended. There's a kind of meekness alive in those who really know Christ. Amen. But we can be in and around the church and absorb its culture, and we can strategically know how to say amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, at the right time. Amen. We can raise our hand, child. Look like we got it going on. We know exactly when to put it up. And then sometimes we raise both our hands. And then in some cultures, we got a little dance. Get that on, too. Get our dance on. Get our praise on. Get our shout on. Amen. And then they say a, a genuine shouter. If they shout, they ain't going to hurt nobody. <laughs> That's what they used to say. Oh, y'all don't. Y'all act like y'all. Y'all like y'all underexposed to religious culture. I'm trying to educate. Amen. But evil is intertwined. You know, you're saying, well, why, why didn't they just uproot the weeds? That's what we do, right? You know, if we have weeds in our yard, we try to pick them out, right? Or we try to cut them out. And, but, you, but you would have to admit that every now and then, when you cut a weed, you do damage to a flower. Amen, somebody. Every now and then, if you're trying to, you know, take a hoe or, 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 or a shovel or, you know, a rake, you're doing something, and it's potentially doing damage to something that's healthy and wholesome. Amen. You take some Roundup and you spray it, you may kill something else too. Amen, somebody. But we don't mind that kind of death. <laughs> but we're talking about souls now. Amen, somebody. Souls, people that we can do damage to, amen, and people who have the potential to come to Jesus. So a weed in the kingdom, amen, can become an ear of wheat, amen. It does not yet appear that the man that seems to be fallen would stand up, or the man that seems to be standing up would fall. We don't even know, amen, somebody. We don't have the wherewithal to make the differentiation, some people that we're judging as non-Christian in the back room, in that, their back story, they're more Christian than we are. Amen, Amen somebody. They, they may have some issues, may have some problems. Amen. But their faith, you don't know when somebody's faith is intact. We just don't know. 
Amen. Y'all try to talk about our president and all that kind of stuff. You really don't know if he don't know Jesus. Somebody ready to say he, he don't know Jesus. You don't know. You really don't know. It could be why he decided, you know, instead of bombing those folks in Iran, you know, somehow I don't want to kill them people. Could be. I don't know. All I'm saying is you don't know. So we don't have the wherewithal to judge. We don't have the wherewithal to make a definitive decision, praise God. We have to be what God has called us to be. If we're in Christ, we are the wheat, and the wheat are challenged to let the, to grow, to flourish, to populate, to, 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 to advance. Amen, somebody. Uh, to, to, to become fruit in the world, praise God, and allow that fruit to influence the weeds. Amen. But this, this moral darkness is real, this corruption is real, this aggressive spirit is real, and, and it's hardy. It, it, it has the potential to overgrow. That's the thing about a weed. It can overgrow the flower. It can overgrow the, the grass. Amen, somebody. It can, it can just take over. The more territory it gets, the more territory it wants. Amen, somebody. So, so we need to ask God, God, What's, what's, what's our, what, we, what we do, do we do in order to prevent the infiltration? And Jesus' parable makes it clear what we should do. Amen, somebody. He says, look, you know, first of all, the wheat and this, this darnel weed, it looked just like an ear of wheat. As it came up, they looked identical. You need to understand the story. He's talking to an agricultural community, and they understand what's going on here, that this is a special kind of weed. This weed looks like the wheat. Amen? It's, it's not distinguishable. So, so, and, and then also, the root system gets intertwined with the, with the wheat. So he said, look, if I, if I rip up this Darnell wheat, Amen. If, uh, we eat. If I rip it up, I also potentially rip up the, the, the roots of the wheat. They are intertwined. They're intertangled. They're, they're occupying the same space. They're using the same soil. Amen, somebody. And you know, as human beings, we're occupying the same soil. We're, we're on the same planet. Amen. We, we're in many instances, we're in the same space. And so when you do damage to them, you do damage to yourself. So the word calls for us not to do damage to anybody, to do no harm. Amen, somebody? Say, but, but to, because in essence, if you do damage to them, you're doing damage to yourself. It's, it's a, it's a follow-up on you reap what you sow. Amen, somebody? So there can be collateral damage. Amen? There can be collateral damage. And when the, we're in an we're age where it seems that it's okay to do damage especially with the social media era. Amen? But, you know, I found out pretty quick that I couldn't be the social media police. Couldn't be the moral police. I, you know, we had a young person, who, a youth at the time, this was some years ago, who was using quite a bit of profanity <laughs> there on, on, on the social media. I decided I was going to inbox her and say, watch your language. You know what she did? She unfriended me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you're up in my business. <laughs> I, there ain't none of your business. But the problem is, I might have lost one. Amen, somebody. 
I might have lost my ability to minister. I might have lost my ability to influence. I might have lost my ability to minister to people. I might have lost my ability for the person to continue following me so that they'll see some healthy and some wholesome stuff. So that they'll be exposed to somebody. Amen. Amen. So, so, so we can lose our influence so easily. I, told, I heard a story about a pastor had this base softball game going on. And, uh, you know, they were in a softball, uh, turn- not tournament, but uh, what you call it, league. That's it. That's the, that's, they were in the league. And, and so this one guy, he was a, you know, avid smoker. He'd get off to the side, you know, just start smoking. And so the, 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 the pastor decided to put him off the team. Amen, somebody. But after he put him off the team, several other people on the team left the team as well. <laughs> Amen. Because it's like, you're too condemning, you're too judgmental. Look, let's try to love on this dude who's got this smoking habit. Amen. Let's not condemn him. Let's not judge him. Let's, let's love on him. Praise God. And so he dropped out and he dropped off because of what? Condemnation and judgmentalness. Amen. So too often we're too judgmental, we're too condemning. Amen. <clears throat> we don't give people a room, amen, to grow. Somebody said the only person that really knows you is your tailor because your tailor takes uh, your measurements every time they see you. A new assessment. Amen, somebody. You know, so, so here we are. We need to give people room to grow. You don't know when a person is growing. You don't know what's really happening in their life. And we really don't know folks' backstory. Amen, somebody. We act like, well, you know, that dude who's homeless out there on the street, dirty, nasty, you know, all that kind of stuff, they just low down, lazy, apathetic, you know, and you don't know their backstory. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know where they've been. Amen. You don't know the conditions that they might have come through, and you don't know where you would be if you were in those same identical conditions. Amen, somebody. That's why I'm saying, if but for the grace of God, There go I. Amen, somebody. So we have to make sure that we don't become a weed ourselves. Amen. How do you become a weed? You become a weed by planting yourself in the wrong place. You know, ear of corn in in a sore field, amen, is a weed. (laughs) Amen. Because it ain't supposed to be there. It's supposed to be sore planted here, not corn. So if you plant yourself in the wrong place, you become the weed. Amen. So, so, so God wants us to make sure we're represented and make sure that we're in the proper soil. That's why the soil of the kingdom is so important. Amen. It's important. Amen. God wants us to become the seed. And the seed will combat the weed. You know, but again, they call this weed that looks like wheat, they call it cheat. <laughs> so you got wheat and you got cheat. <laughs> amen? Wheat and cheat growing up together. One of them's real, amen? One of them's counterfeit. One of them's authentic. One of them is a facsimile, amen? And, but, you know, but it's not our job to separate the two. It's like counterfeit money, amen? The banker has been trained, amen? The tellers have been trained to try to identify the counterfeit money, and they now have the wherewithal in technology. At one time, they could feel a bill, amen, before all this other stuff came out. They could feel a bill, and it just felt a little different, amen, because they had gotten so accustomed to feeling what's right 
They could feel it when it was wrong. Amen? So, so, so God says, I'm the one who can feel the bill. I'm the one that's feeling folk and, you know, knowing the status of their heart. I know how their minds work. I know the, the condition of their heart, praise God. So I don't need you in the judging business. Amen? I don't need you to be making the separation. Amen? I don't need you in the condemning business because that does uh, the community and the world harm when the church gets into the condemning business. It's bad when the church is more so known for what it's against than what it's for. Amen, somebody. So here the church becomes known for what it's against. We're against such and such a thing. We're against such and such a lifestyle. And we're against this and we're against that. And now we become just, you know, just as prejudiced and, 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 and myopic in our view as the world does. The, the church needs to be known by what it's for. Amen? The Word of God says that we ought to love. Love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then it goes on to saying you ought to love your neighbor as yourself. Praise God. If you love yourself, you ought to love others like you love yourself. So we have a mandate and a call and a commission on our lives. We've been instructed and guided to love to show compassion, to show sensitivity, to extend forgiveness, to show mercy, praise God. Why? Because we've been loved on. We've been extended forgiveness and mercy. Amen? We've, we've experienced and felt God's grace in our own lives. Whether we realize it or not, God is good. Amen, somebody? And we, which means that I ought to be good. So God says some folk are dead and some folks are alive. The folk who dead if you've discerned in some way that they may be dead, we need to make sure that we are life to them, not death. We are hope, not condemnation. We are strength, amen, and guidance, not, not further darkness and despair. Amen, somebody. Somebody asked the question, is the world getting better or worse? Amen. Well, 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 <laughs> God told us it's going to get worse. Amen, somebody. So I would conjecture to say, I would submit to you that it is getting a little worse incrementally. Amen, somebody. But it's also getting a little better in terms of our ability to reach people. You know, mass communication. You know, we can reach people. Our, uh, our Facebook Live that's on right now, somebody can watch it in Germany, in Africa, in Asia. Amen, somebody. They can, they can watch it in any parts of the world. Amen. So, so in some ways, things have gotten worse. In some ways, things have gotten better. But we have to coexist, unfortunately, with evil. Amen. We have to learn how to live with evil. We have to learn how to live with somebody who got a bad attitude. Amen. It's easy to live with a happy-go-lucky, happy all the time, smile on their face. <laughs> all the time person, yeah, that's, that's easy. They smile at you, you smile back at them. But what about the person that's mean mugging you? Amen, somebody. That's giving you that evil, that's giving you that nasty. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so God is saying, it's easy to live in a world when, folk, when you think folk are like you. It's easy to accept people when you think they're where you are or somewhere similar in the same arena. But God says, we got to make sure that we can coexist with the weeds. 
They're both alive. And to think about these weeds, as I indicated earlier, that these weeds are salvageable. That the very DNA of these weeds can be changed. That a person can say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So, so, so we have this opportunity to be a difference, praise God, to make a difference in the world, to root out evil is God's job, not ours. Amen? Now, do we stand for evil? No. Amen? We stand for righteousness. Do we, do we stand for what's wrong? No. God, through the Spirit of Christ, gives us a spirit of discernment where we can stand for what is right. Amen? Do we compromise? No. Do we have conviction? Yes. Amen, somebody. But God is calling us to be receptive to our ability to help facilitate the change in people's lives. Amen? There's weeds out there. And the weeds have been planted by the enemy. They've been infiltrated, saturated, you know, by the enemy, praise God. But God wants us to have a different take on life. Amen? To have a different vision of people. To gain an insight as to how to look upon people and use our testimony for good, not for evil. Amen? You say, well, how do I use my testimony for evil? Well, when my testimony is just a one-up on you, it's used for evil. If it's a way to tell you that I'm better than you, it's, it's, it's used for evil. My testimony has to be used for good. My testimony has to be say, I'm feeling you because I once was lost. Now I'm found. Amen. You know, I, I was going wayward and going down a different path. Amen. But God rescued me. It ain't me. It's God. It ain't me. It's God. It's not me. It's God, and to God be the glory, the praise, and the honor. Amen, somebody. So, so we need to understand that God wants us to use what we have for good. So there's evil, and there's good. There's the godly and the ungodly. There's the saved and the unsaved. There's darkness and light. Amen? And, and God wants us to bring the light in. Amen? Look at what this text said toward the end. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He says, we're going to shine. So, but he wants us to shine now. Somebody say now. He wants us to shine now. He wants us to let our light be known now. He wants the counterfeit to know that there is something real. He wants the, the fake to understand that there is something authentic. There is something good that God is in the midst. Praise God. Hmm? But too often we've created this hypocrite dichotomy where, you know, folk on the outside saying there's hypocrites up in there. And what we should be saying for them, yeah, there are hypocrites up in there. Amen. Don't, not defend yourself, you know, say, well, I ain't a hypocrite. There ain't no hypocrites. You just need to come see a righteous community. No, you need to say, no, it's room for one more hypocrite. <laughs> That's you. It's, it's room for you. Amen. It's room for you in this place. It's room for you in this, in this arena. Amen. It's room for you, praise God, to know and to love God. I'm just, I'm just loving God, trying to know God, trying to draw closer to God. And, and in the midst of my drawing closer, in the midst of my getting the word inculcated in my mind, heart, and spirit, praise God, I become stronger. Amen. I become stronger, praise God, and my light evokes Compassion evokes love, evokes 
sensitivity invokes some levels of tolerance. Amen. Where I can grow up. Amen. I can be a loving presence to my neighbor who has a different mindset and a different attitude than I do. Amen. So God is calling us to not to try to eliminate or eradicate the evil in the world. He's calling us to be influential in our ability to love and make a difference because love changes things. Love can run roughshod over evil. Amen, somebody. Love can combat evil. Even the civil rights movement, the, the recurring thread that made a difference was this theme of love. Love your enemy. Detach the problem from the person and love the person anyway. Amen, somebody. So God is calling us to this ethic of love and wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Amen. He's going to come and make the separation. Let him do his job. God is the one who judges. God is the one who determines who knows him and who doesn't know him, who accepts him, who receives him. He's not going to twist your arm, but you, it is your job to be that exposure in the world, that influential voice that makes a difference. Amen, somebody. Somebody said, well, how did, how did they tell this, this darnel, this, this identical-looking weed from a wheat? Say what happens when they sprout up and they come to the place of having fruit on them, uh, a real weed, I mean a real wheat, it will, uh, it will begin to, to bend and bow. Amen, somebody. Because the fruit on it is heavy at the tip. So it begins to bow, bow toward the earth. Amen. Now, that darnel weed, it just shoots up straight. Amen, somebody. It just shoots up straight. But that, but that, that wheat, when it gets heavy, full of fruit, it bends and bows. Amen, somebody. Doesn't it have some, some implications for you and I? Amen. As the people of God, the more we bow, amen. The more we bow, the more we worship, the more we praise God, the more we lift our God, praise God, the more we humble ourselves and come before his presence with meekness and thanksgiving and appreciation, that's when folks know you're real. It's not about how straight up you can stand. It's not about how arrogant and prideful you can be. It's not about how defensive you can become. See, that straight up, you look like you got it going on, but it's not. It's a counterfeit. It is not edible. It is not able to be consumed, but when you are full of fruits, amen, you are consumable, amen, and you bow before loving the living God. God has called us to be bowed, to, to come before his presence with thanksgiving, to, to, to honor him with everything that we have. To, and that's why it's important that we publicly, we publicly praise God, that we magnify him every opportunity that we can in this place. Because our worship is one of the identifying factors of knowing people, knowing who we are, what we're about, and who we love. Amen, somebody. Is anybody going to know that you love God by your actions, by your attitude, by your temperament, by your disposition, by your interest, by your passion, amen, by your emotion? Praise God. Is anybody going to know that you're a praiser, that you magnify God? The Word of God says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw, I'll draw all men unto me. So anybody drawing him through their worship, anybody drawing people through 
their praise, their everyday honoring, their everyday submission, their everyday bowing before a loving and a living God. God says, bow. I'll make you separation. Won't you stand all over the house? have been called to do no harm. Amen? That's one of our primary calls. Do no harm. You know, you would think that if you identify weed and you feel like that's a weed, you know, I just cut it up. You know, I, I see a fish that needs cleaning, I just clean it up. No, we're called to catch the fish. God does the cleaning. When we clean fish, they call that good enough. Amen, somebody. We kill fish when we clean them. God knows how to keep it alive. Amen, somebody. And he's called us to be brokers of that. You know, Christians made this, 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 uh, this mistake in 1000 A.D. And they, you remember, those who know Christian history, the Crusades. They went out and attacked Muslims and Arabs. And in one instance, they went in and attacked this camp, and they just slaughtered 30 Arabs. Just slaughtered. You know, and then as they were turning the bodies over, they saw crosses on them. Just because they had turbans on and they were brown skinned, we decided we're going to take them out. But come to find out, they were Christians. We are not to be on the attack to tear the world apart. We should be on the aggressive approach to build the world up and to build people up. Praise God. I can't reach a person if I'm not willing to build them up. I can't reach a person if I'm not willing to inspire and bless them. I can't reach a person to really be a blessing to them if I'm downing them, if I'm dogging them, if I'm ragging them out. Amen. God wants us to lift people, to love people, to respect people, to honor people, to love people like he loves us. You know something? That's some big love that he's evidenced and demonstrated on our behalf. That's some big love. He's still waiting on us to get together. He's still waiting on us to do the right thing. He's still waiting on us to honor him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. He's still being patient with you and I, even though we profess belief in the faith, he's still waiting on us. Amen. So a God that's willing to be so patient, so loving, so compassionate to wait on us. Amen, somebody. We ought to be the same in waiting and loving and being compassionate toward others. To evidence this patience that says, and this hope and this optimism, this expectation, this anticipation that that which is lost can be found. That which is dark that can be transformed into light. Mm, that, that, that which does not know God can know God. That which is ungodly can become godly. That which is unsaved can become saved. God says we got work to do. Somebody said we got work to do. And we have just a minute window to reach people in. Somebody say this is our window. This is our opportunity. This, 
this is where we can occupy space and make a difference on behalf of the kingdom. We got to make our mark. Somebody said, we got to make our mark. We got to make a difference. We got to reach the world and the region that God has planted us in. Amen. So you're a seed. You're a wheat. You're in the soil. You're planted in a particular place to make a difference where you are. Amen, somebody. Say, God, help me to make a difference where I am. Help me to make a difference where I've been planted. Help me to bear fruit in the soil that you planted me in. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Just raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be fruitful and faithful. I want to invite somebody to make a decision for Christ today to say, here I am, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. You may already have decided to accept and receive Christ. Now, you know, you need a church home. You need to be connected to a family, a fold, a fellowship, a community of believers. And we invite you to make that choice today to connect with what he's doing in the world through the church of Jesus Christ. Through this church, Rejoice in the Lord Ministries. We invite you to make a decision to step out on faith, to come forward in his name, to affirm or reaffirm your faith, to dedicate or rededicate your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Let him have his way in you today. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Today, this is the day. I come, Lord God, just as I am in you. Use me. Mold me. every heart worshiping, every heart praying. Let's worship now and we invite somebody to connect, to make the decision, to move out in his name, to let him have his way in you today.
captured my heart. 